What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of the MCU Reviewed here on the Geekiverse YouTube channel, as well as all major streaming podcast services. Last week, we talked about Ant-Man. I did not have my, my physical copies on hand, so I've got them back today. Uh, Ant-Man was last week, but this one, we've got... Oh, Blu-ray 3D. That's way outdated. You could argue it was never... Uh, there, but uh, Captain America: Civil War. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but I, I really like this movie. I know this is going to shock everybody at home. Wow, we've got a lot to say, probably a lot more uh, than we usually do. But we're on a little bit of a time crunch too, so we're going to try to we're, we'll try to be good here. Thanks for joining here. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me, as always, Baba Yaga, John. Man. how's it going, John? I'm going. I'm going. It's going well. If you were if you're here the first time recorded this and I had to roll over to get this, it was a lot more fun, but we had to do a second take. So it's just here now. Um, but I was also saying that I'm, I'm so pumped to finally be here. We're at Civil War. Uh, we're in the thick of things. You look at you look at Disney Plus, you look at the movies ahead. It's just banger after banger after banger. Everything coming up is going to be so much fun to watch. And uh, I'm, I'm so excited to talk about Civil War. I think I said it last week. Buckle up, boys. Or if you're listening, ladies and gentlemen, JT Civil War. We got a lot to say tonight. How's it going? Uh, it's going great. And kind of just speaking what John said, I'm, I'm just excited to say, oh, this is my favorite movie every time from here on out. So yeah. I, like if we're, this, this is the greatness. So like, you know, in the beginning of the I wasn't there for the initial, what, 10 or 11 rankings you, you guys did. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad because now this is the fun part. I can do the fun yeah, part. You, you so. hopped in like, the, the thick of things like right when it gets like, I mean, it's all good, right? It's all good. It's all but, good. But no, we're you, talking you, good. We're, we're talking. This is this is when the MCU <laughs> defines itself, right? Yeah. And I'm excited. You know, every it seems it's going to get tougher for us to really decide what what to put where. I'll it's, tell you that. Yeah. So Civil War really is a turning point, I think, in a lot of ways for the MCU for a number of reasons. On this episode here, we're going to get through our thoughts and feelings with a deep dive on Captain America Civil War, the third movie in the the Captain America trilogy, if you will. A lot of people call this almost like an Avengers light movie or an Avengers 2.5, which you could argue and get there. But I've got my thoughts on that, of course. Uh, Later on the show, also, we're going to find out where Civil War ranks in the Geekiverse's officially unofficial rankings of the MCU. And did last week's snap from Mr. JT himself, had, had did it have any effect on what the rankings are? We'll find out, uh, <laughs> JT. Um, <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to answer that question and uh, can't wait to see where we get to. So everybody, uh, as always, the show here is presented by Fantastic. Uh, they're a division of 26 shirts. If you don't know, go to 26shirts.com slash Fantastic. They do shirts uh, every two weeks. Proceeds go to a family in need, a person in need, or a charity. You can help by going right again to 26shirts.com slash Fantastic. That's F-A-N-T-E-E-S-T-I-C. And oftentimes, you'll also see Del Reed, who's the co-founder of the company, on the show. So, Del, we know you're listening. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and we hope to have you back on the show shortly. Uh, let's intro this real quick. Uh, brief thoughts, if you could sum it up kind of quickly on Civil War, because I know we're going to take the deep dive. John, I'm going to start with you. This movie is so good, man. It's just so good. The action, the characters, the surprises, all of the little moments, man. Like, it's 
it's every time I watch this movie, it blows me away. And it's one of those, if you've been listening to this whole podcast, you've heard me say there's specific movies that I don't just toss on and rewatch just for the sake of like having something on and just to glance over and see a certain scene. This is a movie that I want to put on to watch all the way through because I love it so much. And I don't want to spoil any of that. I don't want to like, I don't ever want to get sick of it. I don't want to lose those moments. This is one of those films where it's like, all right, I'm watching Civil War. I'm either like doing it as a part of a rewatch like this or all right, it's Friday night. I got nothing going on. I'm watching Civil War tonight. It's just so good. It's so good. JT. I, honestly, like I always see this movie as like the, I was, the, the, the movie that broke the Avengers. Like the reason why so much of the rest of the MCU went, you know, went, went to hell for the most part, right? Like sure. I, every scene I loved, I think Zemo is just a quick, uh, I guess, comment on him. He's probably top two villain for me in the MCU. Um, which we can, that's a whole different ranking thing we yep, can we'll get, get into, we'll I get guess. There. But, um, yeah, I, I love Zemo as a villain. Uh, obviously love them in, in Falcon and Winter, the series or Cap and Winter, the series, if you get technical, um, lo- love it. It's, it's just, it, I, it might be as good as the Avengers movies, right? It, it basically is one like, like Joe said. So, uh, man, big fan. We will find out, uh, like I said, officially unofficial here. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, Sound like a broken record. I love this movie. I it was a fun time for me. Also, uh, as, as kind of a geek, Geekiverse was only a few years in. Uh, I don't even know if we were we were just past maybe two years at that point. Uh, hot off a few months later or a few months before, we had Force Awakens. So you know, my fandom was just exploding. It was it was such a great time, and little did I know how important this movie was going to be to the eventual movie that became Avengers Infinity War. Uh, There's a lot to get into. There's a huge list of ramifications that really happened from this. And like JT said, the Avengers kind of, it all gets blown to to hell as a result of what happens in this movie. So uh, there's no shortage of of angles to look at when we're talking about those ramifications. I, uh, now, Yep, go ahead, John. So I was I was going to say, so people often talk about Age of Ultron as like the movie that set up at least WandaVision, right? Because we're introduced to those both of those characters for the first time, obviously Wanda and Vision. But Civil War is the movie that truly sets the paths for both of the Disney Plus uh, shows so far. You get so much of the development with Wanda and Vision and the relationship and the fact that they even have a relationship. Character development, find out a lot about them and their powers and stuff like that. But obviously, it's the first time you see Bucky and Sam together and like teaming up and that and that that rivalry. Not, I mean, you know, that that relationship, I should say. That it, this this really sets the path for both of those shows that we just got. And watching Civil War for the first time since since seeing both of those shows, it is very clear that all of those roots are here and it, everything was just laid out so well. And Civil War is the foundation for it. It was intended. Feige, Kevin Feige knew exactly what he was doing, and we never knew. Like the little scene, I don't want to get too deep into the scenes and stuff, but when little scene when Cap kisses Sharon, yeah. and you see Bucky and Sam do the little smile, half smile thing to him, that was like, hey, series is coming, and we never knew. Like that that scene itself was like telling us that this you know something was coming with those two. I would never s- thought it then. I swear I remember somebody like tweeting out that they wanted to see like a buddy cop show with or movie with uh, with with um, Sam and Bucky. It's like just based on that scene. I remember somebody saying that. I wish I could figure out who it was because genius it happened and maybe it's the same guy they said with the gym they want a jimmy woo like uh x-files series yeah there <laughs> from, yeah from yep. <laughs> the same prophet. That's the the beauty of Disney Plus, right? Like that 
you know, obviously yeah. was in the works, but we, we find out about it, you know, as we get a few years later on and you can have those kind of smaller series, if you will, even though it's big to us, it's, you know, it's not hitting the, the big screen and you can take six hours to tell those, those stories over the, the episodic format. So uh box office standpoint, this movie releases May 5th, 2016 worldwide. It does $1.1 billion. No surprise there. It, I mean, well, uh, I mean, of course, of course. <laughs> You know, it, it's kind of par for the course, or it was about to become par for I the course. I think this set par for the course. I think, like, this, maybe Ultron, I forgot what we talked about Ultron. I'm sure Ultron maybe probably crossed the bill as well. Um, but the last cap was, like, 750, I think we said. So the last cap, uh, Winter Soldier, did, like, 750. And I know this has RDJ in it, and it's the, the full ensemble. It's it's Avengers 2.5, but it's, it's the next cap movie. There's... Yeah, it, it totally is. And there's a lot of ways, like I said, you can look at this. It, at its core, this is truly a Captain America movie. It is not just a an Avengers light movie where it's it's we put Captain America in front of the title just so no. you, you come to the theater. No, this is at its heart, and I'll get into this in my my quirky and crazy notes. Uh, some of the observations that have just stuck with me as it's crazy to say, but we're we're almost at uh, or we're just past the the fifth anniversary of this movie. So yeah. crazy to think that we're already there. But uh, while we're taking our time here, queuing up the trailer, we, we want to watch through, if you're watching on YouTube, the, the, the original trailer for this. And I, I can remember a lot of it. This is one of the first ones I vividly remember. I was going to say the same thing. Uh, it's just, uh, we, the Geekiverse actually did like a frame by frame kind of, um, almost like a freeze frame on it. You can still find that in just speculation and figuring out, oh my gosh, there's our first look at Black Panther and of course, Spider-Man just there's, I have goosebumps talking about all this, but while we're waiting uh, to queue up that, that trailer, do you remember your first viewing in theaters? What your thought process was going into it, coming out of it? Uh, anything's on the table. Anyone who wants to go first? For sure. Yeah. For me that, so you mentioned the trailer, this is one of those ones that like, maybe it's the first one, maybe Ultron was like this too, but this one distinctly stands out as an event we got tickets months ahead of time and we were there for midnight and it was me and all my buddies at Apple. And I remember being in the back room at Apple and this trailer dropped and everybody just like freaking out. Everyone who worked at Apple when I was there was all nerdy, obviously we're in technology and stuff like that. So I had like that core group of people that I was into the stuff with and we were all just like pumped, ready to go. And I remember like going like, we all requested off work to be out by four that day. We all met at a buddy's house. We, we we had some dinner together, early dinner, drove up together. And like we all had, you know, either cap or Iron Man shirts on, depending on who you who you were with. Like it was my first event MCU movie that I can distinctly remember. Again, I've seen a bunch in theaters. It was hyped up. But this was this was the one for sure. Let me add this to John uh, before I get to JT. Uh, th- this was a uh, totally my my first Marvel or MCU event movie where uh, you know just like you described had the core got the group together because Force Awakens was probably the first one for me prior to that where it was like all right let's get a crew together anywhere from eight to twelve people and that's what this was and then that became like the formula moving forward where every MCU movie every Star Wars coming out and yep. then a lot of other stuff that maybe wasn't so big but it just became fun and that like really instilled a love of going to the movies for me. But what I wanted to ask John and JT, without going too far down the rabbit hole, uh, going into this movie, because you brought it up, John, everyone had their shirts on. Who, who was your guy going in? So, so I was always more of an Iron Man guy than a Cap guy. So even so, 
before before any of the you know the story beats and knowing whose side was what i was just always team iron man just because i like iron man more before this film so i i would i would have fought you a tooth and nail that iron man was was the one for sure and we'll get into some of that throughout this changing perspectives if it happens uh at the beginning through the movie and at the end so keep that in mind as we talk here uh for me it you know i same thing kind of always I love both guys, right? But Iron Man, if I had to choose, which, you know, how could you do this to us, Marvel? Uh, I, Iron Man was was my guy. You might as well flip the coin, but he's where I would have leaned towards. JT, what would you say to that? Do you remember your first viewing at the theater? Kind of kicking myself. I remember specifically going to get a Captain America shirt from JCPenney when I was going to watch that movie after work at the mall. Uh, I think, yeah, I was at the mall at the time. And... I have that shirt in the closet. I should have wore it today. Not even thinking, like, you know, the correlation, obviously, but uh, definitely Cap. I was Team Cap. Uh, I knew that, you know, based off the comics, I'm a big comic geek to a degree for Marvel as well, that there were certain things going to happen in this that I that didn't didn't happen. That's one thing. Uh, I was super excited for T'Challa, though, and the, the Black Panther in general. Um, so I was just, just the hype was unreal. Like, you know, typical Marvel crew. We all went. It's been a thing for us to always go to the movies together. Uh, never did opening night, though. So I don't know if I ever told you guys this, but like I, I never went to an opening night movie. I think, John, you always did. And we talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I would text you to ask. I'd be like, tell me, but don't tell me, but tell me, but then tell me more, but then stop. And then you just be like, amazing. I, it literally just right. one word every time. Because you yeah, just knew sure. what not to say. But uh, I just, I don't know. This was never a thing to me to do opening night right away. And I think they started to change opening night to like 6 p.m. Thursday instead or something. Which is a lot easier. Um, which I'm sure. This one definitely night, was. I remember. I remember like we. My, my, that was the first early one, I think. One the of first them. First Marvel early. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the first ones. Like I said, we, we, we got dinner at my buddy's house and like it was like four o'clock. We're like, oh, we got to get there. We got to get in line because this was before Amazing. reserved seats, at least in the Regal that I went to. This was, you still oh. had to get in line to get a good seat. So, oh man! Luckily, that's God, changed. Time's so, fine, <laughs> right, man? I, uh, yeah. But yeah, it, obviously the general hype of the the team ups against each other, and and not not even knowing where it would end up at the end of the movie, with with totally setting up the future of the MCU uh, to where we're at now, almost. So loved it, loved every single second being in that theater. And and as far as the trailer, I don't really remember the trailer too much, to be honest. At least the first one. Uh, so it'll be nice to see this now and then compare it to what I know. This, uh, uh, so this cool. was the one where it's like, all right, so I'm the one who gets all the, the assets and the trailers and stuff ready for the show. I played the trailer just to make sure it was the first one. And once the music hit, I'm like, it just took me back to being in the back room at Apple with all my friends. Like that it's, it's, it's nostalgic <laughs> and the music just, it's perfect. It's perfect. Love it. Love it. Well, uh, because I was outside mowing my freaking forest, I do not have my, <laughs> I love you 3000 t-shirt on, but that was going to be a little bit of a giveaway. Um, mm. <laughs> Forgive me, folks at home. I, we've been having some technical difficulties, mostly on my end. So if there's a little bit of a pause here and there, it's Josiah's fault. But uh, John, do you do you want to? We ready to go with this? Yeah, you're good to go. You guys got it up. Yep. Awesome. All right, uh, we can go ahead and flip to the trailer right about now. Buck. Mom's name was Sarah. He used to wear newspapers in your shoes. You're a wanted man. I don't do that anymore. Well, the people who think you did are coming right now. And they're not planning on taking you alive.
Captain. While a great many people see you as a hero, there are some who'd prefer the word vigilante. You've operated with unlimited power and no supervision. That's something the world can no longer tolerate. I know how much Bucky means to you. Stay out of this one, please. You'll only make this worse. You saying you'll arrest me? There will be consequences. Captain, you seem a little defensive. Well, it's been a long day. If we can't accept limitations, we're no better than bad guys. That's not the way I see it. Sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. I just want to make sure we consider all our options. Because people that shoot at you usually wind up shooting at me too. You know what's about to happen. Do you really want to punch your way out of this? What do we do? We fight. You know I wouldn't do this if I had any other choice. But he's my friend. So was I. I just, I was just smiling the whole time. I can't. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, can we stop and just go watch it again? <laughs> I just want to watch it again. That's that's one of those trailers that like before you see the film, it doesn't give away too much. I mean, I'm sure certain people would argue that, but after seeing the movie and rewatching it, it's just like, man, you are nailing what this this tone is all about. God, this movie is so good. That trailer was so good. It just brings me back to just being hyped about it. Um that even the first line, I, I said the music was nostalgic. The first line that uh Bucky says um talking about his mother like even just hearing him say that brings me back to re-watching this trailer so many times before the film came out and just that being this the the, the same line obviously like literally once he says that line it's just like I'm, I'm back to being hyped about this movie back then and that actually inspired me to go back and like get more into the captain america films because i was i was kind of so so about them back then before this came out so th this movie does a lot for me in the mcu i always talk about I... thor like so Thor Ragnarok was next level for me and made me appreciate Thor and even Dark World to better more degrees than I or a higher degree than I would have previously. Um but I, I watched this trailer and it takes me back to and I think, geez, thanks a lot, Bucky. You're the reason the Avengers suck now. Um <laughs> so I think back to I you know, I talked about Force Awakens. This trailer came out. I want to say it was right. It was right before, right after Force Awakens. It was obviously really great marketing from from Disney to, yeah. to cross over there. So to you know, you have that hype there, and then um, the MCU was already good. But it, it again, next level is a term I will use a lot, and this is one way to describe Captain America: Civil War. So uh, that trailer brings back a lot, but I remember it pretty vividly. I got to say, and then again, like it, it's one of the first ones I could almost scene by scene get through. Uh, JT, I know you were, you were going to mention you've, you've got some stuff to well, say about that. watching it now. I definitely remember it for sure. I just didn't remember off the top. I'm making a, a pack now. Can we, I'm going to write this down or something. 
I am watching the trailer before I ever watch these rewatch these movies for our for our podcast series. Okay. I'm like just to hype myself up. I'm going to watch it the Friday <laughs> before the trailer. Yeah, and then watch okay. you know when I plan to watch it for the pod. I literally want to go watch it again right now. Like they got me. So, I'm like, I watched this literally two hours ago. How am I hyped again? That's like, a good trailer, on? though. They're not all like that. That's a good trailer. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> it is a really good trailer. But it, like you said, it, I mean, definitely spoke to the tone of the of the movie as a whole, which I feel like doesn't always happen with any trailer no. for any movie. Look at last week. Um, we, we were talking about Ant Man. Like that. That was not the movie I just watched. That's not what you expected at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know, but then again, you know, people have high expectations for civil war and the the series as a whole in in the comics. So maybe they, they didn't want to tow around with it for the most part, but either way, I mean, the the trailer was great. Obviously I'm I'm like literally have goosebumps. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah. It sets a a pretty relatively dark tone, but it's, it's not far off from what we see the movie because there's a lot of that. So, um, how many times do you think you guys have seen this movie? I want to say last week you were both in the ballpark of maybe three to four on it, yeah. and I was uh, at least double that. So, you know, John, what do you what do you think with Civil War? <sighs> Man, it's tough because, like I said, this is one where if I'm going to watch it, I'm going to watch it. I, it's not one that I just throw. I don't I don't throw it out if I just you know want to have something in the background and I'm not going to pay full attention to. But that being said, I've, I've probably still got to be ten plus. I, I've seen this. I've seen this quite a bit. I I, I love this movie. This is. This is an event for me, but it's a it's a frequent event. Twenty, really? Oh man, twenty, twenty. It's like I so I I want to so John, you, I think you've known this from my like TV series watching in the past. Like I always go back to the same stuff, so yeah. I always go back to the same TV series. I'm scared to get into anything new, and I keep watching Marvel movies over and over again. And this is one of my favorites, right? I, so I, I, it has to be. It's got to be more than 15. I mean, come on. I do the same, but I I try to think about numbers like that. And I'm like, man, like, all right, when was the last time I watched it? Count the months back. When was the last time I watched it before that? Like, I try to actually think about it. I'm the same way where it's like, I go back to the same stuff. But for me, I like to watch content around that same stuff. So like, if I'm, if I'm not about to sit down and watch a movie, I will go back and watch early reactions and reviews to Captain America Civil War and like get back in that sphere. You know, that's kind of how I go back and revisit this content more so than rewatching the content itself just because it's a commitment and you know it's it's it's, it's a different thing right but no, i'm with you i'm always back to the same stuff but so i will say that i'm a little bit different than you that every movie to me is a movie i can put on the side and watch so if with that being the case obviously i can always throw civil war off on the side and count it as a watch you know sure. what i mean so yep. that's that's a little different for me too but it's got to be 20 I, I feel like all these movies 20 at some point <laughs> it's a man it's a man man and not incredible but, hulk ever but just at the one time we don't talk about that and Dark world. Yeah. I don't want to get too deep, but <laughs> don't bring us down, man. Stop it right now. We're so up here. my my spiel from <laughs> from past episodes of the MCU reviewed when we did this last summer was that every time a new MCU movie comes out, I I do a rewatch, and this is going to serve as my rewatch as we get to Black Widow. By the way, but uh, this one I I gotta say is when I watch out of sequence of that. I don't always just chronologically watch these in the order they're released. Uh, Civil War is probably around ten for me, uh, I would say, which you know, pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. Looking at about twice a year now. Yeah. So, um, favorite, you know, again, I've got a lot of notes to get into. I'm sure we've got more to say on that, but 
favorite non-title character. So a lot to choose from, right? Yes. So anyone not Cap, um, I would almost argue almost as well not Iron Man. But if you want to go ahead, but favorite non-title character. And by the way, if you're listening or watching at home, we want to hear from you. Uh, leave a comment, whether that's on YouTube or any of our social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But uh, John, who you got? It's Spidey, man. It, it, it is. It's it's Tom Holland's introduction to the MCU. It's Spider Man. They handled it so well. Obviously, we knew. We saw the trailer. We saw the headlines. We we knew it was going to happen. But I remember being back in that theater, totally forgetting about it because we were so far into the movie. Everything like we are at the climax of this peak. We've got two sides. Everyone's fighting. You, you forget they're going to bring more people into this. Or you, you, I'm not thinking about Spider Man. And all of a sudden, you've got you've got Tony and Black Widow talking. Like, all right, I've got an idea. Where's yours? Mine's downstairs. Where's yours? Queens. I'm like. Oh my! I'm freaking out, man. So, I, so it, even just rewatching it again, just like it takes me back to that time. And they, they the intro is so good. They give you that splash uh, splash screen as Queens. And the music is perfect, and he's coming up the stairs. He's got his little technology. He's quipping with Aunt May, and it, it's so good. And then you get to the point where he's finally introduced out of nowhere. Underoos, what a cool scene! He's loving people up. He's got the the perfect comedic timing. I, I would say in that big battle scene, which we're totally gonna get into at the airport. Him and him and Ant Man are just stealing the show for me left and right, just because there's so much comedic timing there. But it's so well done. It's not out. Of, it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel weird. There's so much serious stuff happening. But you've got Paul Rudd and, and you've got Tom Holland just just perfectly inserting the jokes. Spider Man for me is like the reason this movie is like not the reason, but one of the very many reasons this movie is just up there, up there. Dude, yeah, you can't go wrong with that. What an event to get him to fi- you know, finally get those rights, that incredible deal between Sony and Marvel there to get him <coughs> in these movies. Unreal. I the remember casting is perfect. It is perfect. Right. By far the best Spider-Man. It, it just is. It, I'm sorry. There's no debate against Tom Holland. Uh, for, I, I remember the day that that news broke on Twitter that it became official. The rumors and the, the you know, the, where there's... Uh, smoke there's fire and yeah. sure enough it happened and then just the speculation on what could possibly happen with an mcu that was already awesome and now was just going to be oh my gosh we're going to get spider-man just so cool uh, i i've got a character in mind other than spider-man which is great but jt i want to give you the chance to go first who's your favorite yeah of course character? uh so i, I kind of mentioned it a little earlier zemo i mean baron baron zemo a hundred percent love it um he now looking at you know the rest of the MCU movies, you see his impact. I mean, him breaking up the Avengers. Uh, arguably, if he didn't do what he did, uh, you know, do, do the Avengers ever lose the Thanos in the first place in Infinity War? Right? Like that's the whole concept is, you know, probably still. But you know, maybe if they're all together, it doesn't happen. So just the fact that a normal man was able to literally dismantle superpowered beings for the most part, uh, it was just so cool. He was tactical. Uh, he had a, mo- a clear motive. Uh, I loved his character development in a sense too. I feel like he was the first villain that actually had like a deeper meaning uh, in the MCU. Yeah. Um, you know, not just typical like you're a villain, you're bad. I'm going to stop you by the end of the movie. Like he had, there was more to it, right? And I think that was the intent, especially knowing that he was going to be in a series, which we didn't know, obviously, but maybe they did. Um, love him. He was just he had so many layers to him. He had a purpose uh and I just loved everything he was about. It, it, he, I can't remember the name. uh is it Daniel what's his name? Uh the, the actor actor's name. Daniel Bruh? Oh, I'm Bruh? not sure. You're right. I'm a... No, I think you I think you're right. Uh, yeah. He yeah. he's phenomenal. 
I mean, he he played the role extremely well. Obviously, we didn't get the full Zemo costume until the uh, Falcon Winter Series. Um, it, it, I just I love him. <laughs> I love him, and I love him more when he was popping up in the series as well. I would but, yeah. I would like to speak to Zemo. He's fine. I, I don't I I don't think Zemo is that compelling of a villain. Oh, I, I'm oh with you with a God. lot of what you said, and his story adds up, and things fit really well for the plot. I'm just not compelled by Zemo. I cared more about. The, the woman in the elevator with Tony Stark and her Sokovian backstory, I cared more about that than I did about Zemo's family and his little voicemails. Like, I'm just like, it's fine. Super clever, the the way they tie in uh, the Winter Soldier and the fact that he's the, the reason for Tony Stark's parents dying, but, like, he didn't pull those strings. He's just the one who showed Tony the video. Not, nothing bad about it. I, I, just, I just didn't leave this film ever thinking, like, Zemo was great. I'm just like, all right, Zemo was there. So is it more cool for you? Is it is it is it the fact that he like didn't wasn't the actual reason? He just showed the reason why they would. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I, I just didn't care about him personally, and like, there's nothing that you said was that was wrong. It just didn't vibe with yeah. me. There's nothing like objectively bad about Zemo. I think he served his per- purpose perfectly. I just I just right. didn't care about him, and and I didn't need to because I had another villain, and his name was Tony Stark, and he was great. Oh, like food that. for thought there. I've got more to say on both of those uh, in just a moment. But uh, I will say I do love Zemo as well. And I think um, the recent his recent involvement in the Disney Plus series has only made that better for me. I'll give I you think, that. that. That upgrades Zemo for me, at least. For sure. Sure, sure. I, I love the psychological element there. JTU alluded to it that he's not beating them with brute force. He's just kind of outsmarting them and kind of almost like dangling the carrot that they don't know they're chasing. And then they end up destroying themselves, um, which again, I've, I've got more to say here, but uh, a different villain than we're accustomed to seeing, especially in, in what we've seen in the MCU at, up to that point. So that's fine. You know, I, I think both of your points are valid, but I, I also happen to love Zemo. My, so my character, uh, I love that you went with Zemo. John, I, I may have gone with Spider-Man, but again, flip a coin. For me, it's the other big introduction. It's Black Panther. Uh, seeing T'Challa on screen, even not having necessarily a huge prior knowledge of this character, because again, we've talked about it, not a huge background in the comics. For me, uh, what what an introduction. The, the Russos single-handedly with this movie prove how they could balance a movie that was going to be as monstrous as the roster that we see in Infinity War, and then even more so in Endgame. Just mind-blowing what they can do with all these characters and not feel like you're shortchanging anybody. Truly incredible. So Black Panther, I love all of it. I love his time with his father. That gives us some some uh, huge motivation for why he does what he does. There's also a lot of growing up there in a short period of time. He says... Uh, that He sees that vengeance has consumed the Avengers as well as Zemo, but he he decides that he's not going to let it consume him. And he takes charge over that and over his mind. And that is such a, a wonderfully powerful thing that we don't talk about a lot and we don't see a lot. But T'Challa is such a leader to, to make a call like that. Uh, it's, a, of course, unfortunate from a number of reasons why we don't have Chadwick Boseman anymore. But man, I would have loved to have seen where they were going to go with his character in the subsequent Black Panther movies and, and all the other team-ups. So uh, Black Panther is it for me. I, w- I would like to speak to that because I had like an extra layer of love for Black Panther and excitement in this movie because 
I was a big dumb kid and I did not realize. So I knew Black Panther was coming. I, I, I During the hype for this movie, there's so many things thrown out. Like, oh yeah, Black Panther's going to be there. Big one of Spider-Man's going to be there. We're going to get uh, Crossbones is going to be a villain. Like all this stuff was out there. Like all these random names, like, all right, these are showing up. For me, Black Panther was like on the side of like, yeah, Crossbones will be there. I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't know these people. Like show me, show me why I'm going to care about that. So my expectations, super, super low. I, obviously watching the beginning of this movie, seeing uh, King T'Chaka, seeing his son T'Challa, I had no idea when Black Panther first showed up that that was going to be T'Challa. It was a it was a mind blowing moment for me. That was like a, a twist for me. So I was a big dumb kid and didn't realize like how could I not realize that? But I didn't. So to me it was like oh snap! Like that was a reveal for me, which I, I assume most people didn't have because they put the the dots together way quicker than I did. So I had that extra layer of like I know him. I uh, that's sick. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So for for me, I think uh, speaking to what you said, Joe, as far as the Russo brothers and giving the, not shortchanging anyone, like I love that they like almost if you compare to the DC movies, like DC movies, you know, DCEU or whatever, it seemed like they were like, hey, here's everyone, enjoy. Everybody had a chance to kind of develop, and then we see with Black Panther, why you know we get explanation in the first Black Panther movie why he was never really around, right? They were very secretive. They're almost like a shield-esque organization that went around the world and had spies. Um, so it was it was really cool that they that they still gave enough time to kind of explain the characters and their backgrounds and show us a little bit of uh, the Wakandan uh, culture, but then brought more of it, obviously, with the movies. I just, I love how the Russo brothers did it and they gave everybody just enough time, I feel like. I, don't, I personally don't feel like anybody was shortchanged, so. And it's amazing. So I've always... You know, this is a topic for another show, but I it, I've always argued that DC really, you know, one thing that they screwed up was giving us all these characters at first in a big team up movie, and then saying, you know what, two, three, four, five years down the line, you're gonna get your own movie. Whereas I always felt like, hey, Marvel gives us their movie, so I care about them on their own first, and then they come together. But my argument is faulty there because they just proved me wrong by bringing Spider Man and Black Panther to very you know Spider-Man is as popular as any Marvel character ever in into this franchise in the way that they did and made us care about them instantaneously. They did, so, but but think about how small a part Spider-Man and Black Panther for the most part relative to the rest of the title characters had a role in this. They were small roles. They didn't have to carry the film, right? So, yeah, back to what you said, I thought it was very reactionary on DC's end to be like, "All right, okay, Man of Steel worked and we're we're getting there, we're getting there." Oh, the Avengers that made a lot of money. Well, we have Justice League. Let's do that now. And they didn't think about the fact that okay, we care about Avengers because we cared about those other films that were made well. So they they went the opposite route. They tried to give us everybody without giving us any kind of intro and making us care about those characters and then caring about that team up. But that argument's been beat to death. We know that we we we, we the proof's in the pudding there. Yeah, we we know why that didn't work out, and they maybe to this day don't understand why it it didn't work out, which is a problem. But is what it is. More <laughs> the MCU is going strong. We're getting four movies before the end of 2021. What does that tell you? We're excited for these characters we've we've never interacted with. So uh good stuff there. Uh before we get into my my crazy notes section, just my reactions, my observations from the movie. Want to get into that moment, quote unquote. What is that moment? If you could pick one or that quote, uh, that interaction. From Civil War, so many to choose from, so many more intimate ones with one-on-one characters, so many big sequences, action sequences galore. What comes to mind? I, I've got one, if you guys don't have one. I'll need a second. You go ahead, Joe. 
I, I got right. let me think about that. So I could choose. I could choose a top ten right now, off the yeah. top of my head. We could rank the moments. <laughs> we should rank the moments, which <laughs> might be fun for like a sub series. But for this, I am gonna go with. It was a big turning point for me in the movie when uh, not just the fact that Iron Man and and Cap are watching the movie or the video of Iron Man's parents being killed by Bucky, but the turning points more specifically when cap tells tony that he knew uh it's incredible acting from chris evans there and it it if if you thought you had a position in the movie before now this is challenging it with a lot of gray area and when you put yourself in tony stark's shoes things can change in a hurry there so for me that was a pivotal moment and maybe the the moment that shatters the Avengers, at least ramification wise, forever. So that's where I land. Can I can I double down on that for a quick second to give mine? Sure. Um, so there's been, uh, I guess if you want to call it a rumor or not, I don't, I don't know if Kevin Feige or anybody else confirmed it, but that moment you speak of is what made Cap worthy of wielding Minyar or Minor, how freaking hammer? I can't say Mule the name ever. Meow meow. Meow meow. That there, there's just been an assumption that the one thing that was holding Cap off, and you know, you moved it a little bit in Ultron, the hammer. Um, the one thing that was holding him from being worthy was keeping that secret from Tony. Mm, I've seen that, that as well. That, I've seen people talk yeah, about that. You know what I mean? But so, I, but like, I've, it, I've also seen how the, big of a moment, if, if so. You know what I mean? I've also seen uh, the Russo brothers say that he's always been worthy and that he didn't move it because he didn't want to move it and didn't want to hurt Thor's feelings. I've seen them like make comments on that, so I, I like that theory better. But I, I they have like gone on the record saying like he was always worthy. He just he just didn't want to move it. I think those are the two prevailing theories. With this, you can get into a, even more of the weeds on that. For I sure. like a lot the idea that it would be what JT is saying there. That that's, that's a way better. That's a way better story. Yeah, it right. comes clean, right? Like he what what a redemption moment not that he needed it but it's true and then you think of it the other way and it's like all right this is steve rogers just a good guy right he, yeah, he doesn't yeah. want to he doesn't want to upset thor and undermine his confidence <laughs> so kind of kind of funny to think about either both, way but both, I, both makes too much sense right <laughs> yeah exactly. I'm, in, I'm in the latter camp there where i i think that's that's what the russo brothers in, intended uh john john or, or jt did you want to go with yours so I, I just it, it's a triple down, I guess, from that same moment. I just love the end battle. I mean, it's the battle we kind of are teased with the with the trailer. Uh, I just loved love to see that interaction. And it, honestly, the moment where, where uh, Tony just says, "Like I thought I was your friend too," you know, like you're just they were, you know, they're they're super they were super close, and it was a reality check for Tony that you know I'm, I don't mean as much as Bucky, and it's it seems it kind of grounds them a little bit, you know what I mean, uh, as characters and as people. And it's just cool to see that. It's kind of like a heartbreaking moment. We see Tony's heart literally broken by Cap, right? Um, and, and the Avengers then broken after. So, like, that moment in itself, uh, the final battle, it was, it was great. Yeah, good call for sure. Lots, uh, lots of intensity there. John, what's that moment of Civil War for you? I mean, this movie is just full of moments. It's just moment after moment after moment. And I feel like I kind of already talked about mine. Mine was the introduction of Peter Parker. That was my moment, I think. So I'm going to go with a Huge. different one. You guys got real deep about it. I'm going to go fun. I liked when Ant-Man got real big. 
<laughs> that was awesome. Giant I thought that, that came out of we, we, we I think we knew Giant Man was coming, but like that that was really fun. I thought that was like such a cool that lasted like ten <clears> minutes <throat> and it was a really cool plot point for like how do we get out of this fight? Gave gave uh Peter Parker gave gave Spider Man some some cool stuff to you know with his 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 call back to that old, that real old movie called the, the Empire Strikes Back. Like his that's his first that's the first time he talks about old movies, like that's a you know, now a running trend in the MCU. So I thought that was really cool. I just picked a, a dumb one because you guys had real serious ones. <laughs> oh, I I love it too. And you know, I almost picked Ant Man as my character, my non-title character, which is saying a lot because yeah. his, his humor is everything I talked about last week but I didn't know how it would play in this group, in this ensemble, because I'm like, does he take over the show? Is it too much? Is it not enough? How does he interact? It's perfect, it's man. It's freaking perfect. Yeah, yeah. and it, it was great coming, because Ant-Man was the movie that preceded this, so it was so cool to just kind of come right off of that and like get all the serious stuff and then just be reminded, like, oh, Red's still here. Thanks for thinking of me. <laughs> oh, <that> was- <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, all about it. Yeah, good moment, John. Um, are you guys cool if I get into my notes here? Let's do it. All I'm right, with it. So, let's do it. J- jump in, interrupt me where you need to. There's a lot of notes here. I'll try to keep it as quick as as possible, or not not get too long winded. Um, first bullet point. So we we kind of mentioned it earlier. The Russos looked at Civil War as the reason that Thanos succeeds in Infinity War because the Avengers are fractured, and uh, as they admitted themselves, the Russos that they probably would have beaten Thanos together. So we see on, on whatever planet it is in Infinity War that uh, Iron Man's group, right? He's got Star-Lord, he's got Titan. Spider-Man. They, they, they almost get him there. But Star-Lord F's it up for everybody, we, as we know. Uh, but they almost get there. So if you can imagine adding to that group Thor and Cap and Hulk, uh, go down the line. They, they probably get Thanos in some way, shape, or form. It's really interesting that the Russos this far in advance set that tone weird one but i love this always catches my eye right off the bat i love the font choice it's super clean cut every time they have to throw uh text on screen new locations yes yes yep love it weird right like maybe you're listening to this being like just like what are you talking about all the things (laughs) in civil war you're talking about the freaking font well Watch it again. I just I opened your eyes to this. You're welcome. It, it speaks <laughs> to the fact that we're getting like truly well made cinematography in a superhero film. And guess who brought that to us? The Russo brothers, and they took us home, man. They took us home. To no surprise. To no right. surprise. <laughs> when in particular, when they're showing um, very early in the movie, I think it says Lagos, and then it shows Wanda. Yep. Watch that. It's three or four seconds. Every time it, it gets me. It, it's unreal how good the cinematography is there of her. Like you'd think that that's just a low key moment, but just watch it again, especially those, if you got a 4K TV. Those are standout you, moments in every every time they cut to a place and they show a title screen like that. Those are always standout. Like the for me, it's the Brooklyn or the the Queens with with uh, Spider Man. Like it's just it's it's a low shot. Awesome. It goes up to him in the high rise, and he's in the he's in the apartment. The music is perfect. Like it's awesome. So there is a movie. Not interrupt real quick. Called Extraction with Chris Hemsworth on Netflix, and I I don't know if they use the same cine- cinematographer. I can't even say the word right now, but that movie's cinematography is amazing, 
and I, the Russo brothers directed. So it, it kind of makes sense, right? Like it, they they have a it seems a longstanding history of making movies look great, and it, the little things like that make a difference for sure. It's not longstanding. The the the, the MCU is like their first crack at film. They, if I'm not really, if I, yes, if, if I'm not mistaken, the, what they were known for before that was the the sitcom community, like. The, uh-huh. they, they were kind of hired, but they were kind of scouted by Disney and by Marvel to to kind of you know be at the helm of this new stuff. But yeah, this this was not uh, a longstanding thing. This I is longstanding is the wrong thing, I guess. Uh, no, the continuation of exactly. <laughs> this is when they define themselves. So yeah, they right. Yeah, for sure. yeah. If you guys haven't checked it out, definitely watch Extraction on Netflix. It's super good. So, because you guys kind of answered my question, that was next here. I, I was saying, is it me or is this film particularly beautiful? It is. Can't um, do be like that. Ironic. <laughs> that one of uh, Bucky's trigger words that, you know, brings him under mind control to the Winter Soldier is homecoming. Yeah. Right? So that's it's said that that was a coincidence. You almost wonder if it's just some small inspiration for the title. You know, I, I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a planted thing where it's like, all right, this is supposed to be a thread, a narrative thread. I just, you know, could be an inspiration for why they called that film that film, but I, I don't read too much into it. I look to it as a, a little nod for people like me who look for stuff like that, but... Yep. Who knows? Um, the opening sequence is among the MCU's best. I think the whole uh, point in Lagos where they're talking through their strategy, they're trying to get Wanda, they're almost training Wanda. I love all of that and thinking about, oh, there's an ATM on that corner. What does that mean? That there's a camera. <laughs> and then even their banter uh, between uh, Natasha and Sam when he, yeah. he talked about her being paranoid and she's like, why did someone say something like it's all really, really good and natural. I agree. Uh, you, if you, if you listen back to our, our winter soldier episode, I'm not like the, I'm not the biggest on like spy and espionage, like that kind of stuff. You have to do it really well for me to care about that, especially for a, full, a whole film, but this scene does it really well. Yeah. It, it sets the tone. It's so like, it gives you the Avengers working as the Avengers, you know, minus a couple of the, of the big names, but yeah, I think it's like a perfect video game mission to show you like everybody's strengths. Yeah, I think so too. That's that's a good way to put it. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed this. I don't know if it's by design or not, but um, the villain in the Captain America movies uh, typically wears a suit vest. So we see Alexander Pierce wear one in Winter Soldier. And in this movie, Tony Stark's wearing it. Uh, kind of interesting. interesting. I don't know. Yeah, just a, a little thing there. I don't like I said. I don't know if it was by design, but that was a a little bit a little talked about fact. What about Red Skull? Did he wear one? Uh, he did. It was super old. <laughs> uh, actually, I I know I I sound like I'm joking there, but I actually think he did. Yeah, I'll take we'll, your word we'll for it. Back. I've seen uh, that movie twice. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> twice. Oh my gosh, John. Uh, 2016. I put had two common themes when we're talking about uh, some of these Disney movies. Disney testing, number one, Disney testing the de-aging process because they do it with Tony Stark, and then a few months later, they do it with Tarkin in Rogue One. Sure. This, uh, this works for me. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a huge critic on this kind of stuff. So we're talking, we're talking Captain America. We're talking that trilogy. Let's talk about Winter Soldier and Peggy in her upscaling age. Terrible. Some of the worst what? I've ever seen. Just recast her. Put an old lady there. That was terrible. Lips, <laughs> lips, <laughs> got me freaked out, man. That was not good at all. Took me out of the scene, even just sitting there in the theater. I'm like, this ain't, this ain't it, man. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was very, very well done. Like, obviously, you know, it's actually him. You know, it's you, you know, there's something going on. You know, it's not a stand-in actor. You know, it's not all CG. It's you know, it's a combination because it looks, it looks so good. It works, man. It, it's it's everything I need. Yeah, I'm totally with you there. 
bullet point number two to that for 2016. Uh, in a matter of months, Civil War and Batman versus Superman, both, ironically enough, are about superheroes being governed with restrictions to a degree. It's kind of a funny theme to have these movies come out so close to one another and not just to have, you know, some of our favorites butt heads, but why they were doing that. So kind of interesting. Uh, before Civil War, we rarely saw ramifications of superhero collateral damage. That's we're not really true. seeing Avengers. Rarely. Avengers, come on! That's like that really? was the that was the thing in Avengers, man. Like that made you in feel Avengers. Avengers? Avengers, Avengers, New York City. I felt like was like a. I think both Avengers movies were pretty heavy with I, the ramifications. I don't think so. I think they those events happened, but now Ooh. the. Now okay. is the aftermath. Got it. So okay, I'm, so it, it we're, we're 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 defining ramifications differently. I, I'm talking more about like literally while it's happening, the people that are on yes. the ground dealing with that. You're talking about ramifications in the future. Got it. Got it. So basically, what I'm saying there, or maybe consequences. However, we want to look at it. So in Avengers, we even talked about it. The Geekiverse is like, okay, they're destroying building after building in New York City, and stuff is falling on them. That wouldn't be out of place from what we see in like 9-11 with stuff falling. It's horrible. Exactly. And it's never talked about. And even like Ashley Johnson is like, Oh my gosh, they're my heroes. Everyone's happy. And like, for sure. Not it's, it's almost oblivious. Like, of course you don't want to get too into the weeds on it because it's, it's a superhero movie, but as we got away from it, especially, especially with, um, Oh my gosh. Age of Ultron? Age of Ultron. Like, now all of it's caught up to him. And now we're talking about it like it's a thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Before, like the, it didn't feel acknowledged. The, the, the ramifications on the world after those events, right? So, like, uh, we, if you go back to our Avengers mm-hmm. Part 1 episode, I specifically call out the fact that, like, they made that destruction and the civilians and, like, the disparity. They made that feel very real. And I think I even mentioned 9-11. Like, what, people running through the streets of New York with smoke behind them. Like, there, there was a lot of really, really dark you know shots in that film that like all right this is real stuff's happening but you're right <laughs> what are the actual ramifications there's not much about you know we never talk about the fact that new york was destroyed again until until now like how many times can you do it in a, in a big action movie like that well now it's finally catching up where we're talking about it and then i mean too i mentioned bvs in man of steel superman is just inadvertently there's a lot of collateral damage there he's destroying thing after thing and people are dying as a result then we see it in bvs and they acknowledge kind of the same thing we see in civil war so a lot of parallels for better or worse with those movies um the conversation when when tony gets back uh to the complex love the joke about the coffee grounds in the sink like oh my <laughs> i i talk about that all the time i have no idea why he says that but i stick to that to this day i don't i don't know the i don't know the actual logistics behind the fact that you're not supposed to put coffee grounds in the sink but i will never do it because of tony stark i, I have I no idea there's like coffee uh, etiquette for sure dude, on that but i, I don't know why tony says <laughs> right i don't know why that's bad if your garbage disposal plumbers in the comments tell me but i will never do it because of tony i love that he's <laughs> super intense in that scene because he's shaking because he just had that really bad conversation with uh, that that kid that died, his yeah, his mom, his mom, yeah. and in the middle of all of it, it's the classic Tony. Like even though he's stressed and intense, he throws in that backhanded right. joke, yeah. like bed and breakfast or biker breakfast? gang. Yeah, that's hysterical. Uh, we already talked about the debut of T'Challa. Um, I love uh, in the sequence when Cap is going to he's going to Bucky for the first time, and we got the stairs, the staircase. 
love when uh, Bucky throws the guy over. Cap catches him and goes, "Come on, man!" Yeah, great moment. That's um, Sam's receipt for his uh, his equipment, <laughs> if you will, is bird, bird costume. costume. <laughs> Come on, I didn't write it. Oh, think about that in real life, like getting that. I didn't write it. Bird costume. It's just, what bird would you costume. write? It's hysterical. <laughs> Uh, Zemo, I did we a little bit touched on this too. Zemo sitting at the airport listening to the voicemail from his wife, not knowing that she had necessarily passed at that point, and watching it now in hindsight is pretty gut wrenching to me. See, I, family like that, that is tough. That was something that I was like, all right, that's probably his motivation. She's, she's probably dead. When I first saw that, I'm like, all right, we don't have a motivation for Zemo yet. That's probably his motivation. I I kind of got that right away, but you know, I could see how that could be a, a moment. The whole. Peter Parker intro scene, especially the few minutes where he sits with Tony and talks with him, really does a big job establishing their future relationship and why it's awesome. And I talk about subtle humor from actors. Robert Downey Jr. locking the door there is great. Watch yeah. it again. He gets in the door and just goes, it's really funny. Just that that's a little moment for me. John, I know you got more to say though. I got just a quick moment in that too. So there, the the MCU's awareness of the fact that this is the third Spider-Man in less than a decade or so, right? So Peter starts to say that he was bitten by like he he was about to say what happened. Like he's literally mid-sentence and Tony cuts him off. He doesn't care. Like, it, like <laughs> we're we're not getting into that. Like rewatch that. He's he's literally about to like divulge how he became Spider-Man and Tony's like, "Ah, no, no, no. no. We got we got stuff to do." So the awareness that like, all right, we don't need another another Spider-Man backstory. Like you're Spider-Man, we get it. There's a spider, it's radioactive, it doesn't come out of you, you built it yourself, perfect. Backstory set. Very cool. Wish Absolutely they do that with huge. DC. Well, go with ahead, the, I said I just wish they do that in DC with uh with Batman. I, I've heard so much of the same Batman origin story. I just maybe I, the new Batman with Robin Patterson changed. I think you got you did get that with with uh um, the newest Batman, Affleck. There's no, there was no really backstory for Affleck. I mean, his first, they, his first. They gave was, us every, they gave us every DC character in less than thirty minutes, and you can't count. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> I, I, I guess so. I guess. So. I, yeah. I, you know, it wasn't crazy, but I remember watching BVS in the theater and rolling my eyes. I'm like, we're really starting this movie with this? Are Good you point. kidding me right now? Just stop it. Yeah. So M- the MCU three or yeah three no two months later, Civil War comes out after BVS. And does exactly what John said there. Like, whoop, cut it. Like, it's done. <laughs> we know it. it. It's good. I. That's my next point here. Kudos for skipping the origin story for Parker. We don't need to say it again. I'm good. And then we jump into Spider-Man Homecoming. Perfect. Right. Let's just but, do this. But now we're so thing. we're so far beyond that that I would love a flashback. I'm so invested in Tom Holland and his and his Spider-Man that I, I would almost love for them. Like you've got me. Like you needed to you needed to get me there. You you, you couldn't give us an origin story because we'd roll our eyes because we've seen it so many times. But like now I'm there and I, I would love a quick little like not even a quick little like part of the movie for the next movie. Like show me what happened. I, I'd be all in. I on wonder that. if they do, uh, you know, what third one expected to be a multiversal kind of movie. Uh, if they maybe introduce uncle Ben in a different universe kind of scenario. Maybe. So, you know what I mean? Like this is, this is, this was uncle Ben. Maybe this one's alive, but this is how we're going to introduce them and show you the background and the flashbacks and, and that would memory. Be, that'd of, be really cool. Spider. You know what I mean? Yeah. A little I, different. I like the thought there. I'm good if they skip the origin altogether, but at the same time, it's hard for Marvel to do wrong in my eyes, right? Like they've earned it with me. Do what you want at this point, but a strong right. start for Spider-Man in the MCU. Uh, 
<laughs> we talked a little bit about Ant-Man. When he meets Cap and just like touches his chest, that's <laughs> Paul Rudd, Size man. Are you, up, man. So good. It, the way he does it too, this little subtle thing, if you're watching us on YouTube, it's not like this. It's he like he does it like what? It's just so <laughs> stupid and funny because it's it's Paul Rudd. Like you yeah. know that he was like, no, 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 it's funny if you do it like this. He's I like, love you're so, those little so wide. <laughs> <Yeah>. So good. <laughs> you're great too. Just the way he just <laughs> I know you. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's a really well done thing, and that's why um, I think a big reason I love the MCU is that these characters are, are a little bit self aware of each other, and it's almost like if we weren't in Ant Man shoes, that would be like, oh my gosh, I it's Captain America. America, right? And yeah. then a little reunion with uh, with Sam too. Like, hey, Tic Tac, yeah, Tic Tac. <laughs> right. It's it's good so addition, well done. but never again, never again. No detail missed. Uh, the airport sequence. I feel like we got to talk about it in a little bit more here. I I just my headline here is. It brings everyone together, which is very impressive in a non-Avengers movie. And to to further this point, I guess let's talk about whatever we want. But of those two teams, which one? Uh, which one would you guys take in a fight? All things considered. Oh, you're talking like firepower. Who do I think would have the upper edge if they were not pulling punches? Yeah, uh, yeah. I I think I easily go Team Tony with with like Vision and Black Panther, like those two right there, plus Tony and and so Tony in the Iron Man. Are we going with the like, idea that we don't that we don't know how strong Scarlet is at this point? Mm, no, we no, can like it, Scarlet kind of, as strong as she is now. Even I'm taking man, yeah. I just, she destroy right? Vision. Yeah, exactly. That's. I mean, that's a good point. That's you know what point. I mean? So, like, but, that's. I easily go with Cap if we're thinking like today's Scarlet. I, I, I think I'd pick Iron Man. I would saying. too. I would too. Like, it, all, just one person has to get at her. You know, like she just knock her out. Yep. She's still human. Like, a, you know. For no, what it's worth, I don't know. Point, I just at that point, if we're gonna go there, um, yeah. she has not fully realized her powers yet. She's pretty good. Yeah, she's still. Yeah, she's she takes. So let's down. go. With, at this point, I'd probably go towards Iron Man. Team Tony, right? No, I don't know. I was Team Cap. Nope, I'm staying with Team Cap. I was Team Cap before. I'm staying with Team Cap after. That's, you got too many just regular ass humans on that team for me. I don't know. <laughs> too many regular ass humans. I love it. Put it on paper, everybody. John Fick. In reality, though, if we talked about today, Scarlet's going to just. They're gone. I, but <laughs> like, I don't so, know, man. Like she's focused she's on one thing, and all of a sudden Tony comes up with a, a thruster punch and just knocks her out. She's she still has a regular brain. She's done though. She's you out see, cold. You see War Machine come with his freaking giant sword and slap the right. crap out of her. Just back of the head. Like she's like she doesn't have super strength at all. She can just make stuff float and yeah. stuff. Well, like, I know they not, do the little what they do that little um the arrow on her head in yeah. uh, in Ultron too knocked her just out. So get some get somebody behind her and she's you know, she's out cold, man. Yeah. <laughs> Like as much as I I love the, you know, a cap and a Bucky and um, gosh, was Black was Black Widow on Tony's team? No, when the no, at the start, yeah. at, no Tony's team in the start until she lets the them go. Yeah, so that's she was team Tony right. at the beginning of the airport scene. Yeah. So like I I don't know I think I think there's no handicaps per se, but I like the the overall firepower of of Team Stark there. Just me saying. too. I I think in general. The the Iron Man suit, uh, whether it be Iron Man himself, Tony or Rhodey, is a little underpowered to the MCU. I feel like it could do a lot more damage. Like even in that final fight, I'm like, dude, just like back up a little bit and start firing some rockets at these people, man. Like you've got it, right? I think they they underutilize what the, those suits are capable of just a little bit. Right. So 
the airport scene is great for so many reasons. All these little moments we talk about. Uh, one of my favorite, we say it all the time in my household, I'm the boss, I'm the boss, I'm the boss. When Ant-Man <laughs> is, is you know, doing his thing, that's about hysterical to, go giant to man. me. Yep. <laughs> yes. The Empire Strikes Back thing. Like, if you wanted me to like Peter Parker in this MCU anymore, I don't know what you could have said that would make me like him more than referencing <laughs> right. Star Wars, right? Like, right. A, a giddy fanboy at that point. For me, the uh, uh, the, the comedic scene there, the, just the line is, is another Ant-Man one. When he's in Tony's suit, he's like, oh, you're going to have to take this to the shop. <laughs> Dude, that, <laughs> for me, like, that's the number one comedic line in this, like, in this movie. It's so good. He's looking around like, oh, are- man, you're going to have to take this to the shop. We it's definitely talked about this last we week with, the, with Ant-Man's uh, oh, the conscious part. Yeah, I love that. Right. Uh, with, with what, last week we mentioned, like, he was just a perfect choice. So good. He, just, I mean, the perfect choice. Like, Paul Rudd's just amazing. Yeah. Like, there's no other way to explain it. Um, also, when Vision flies into him, <laughs> someone's in me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. He's, he's good. And, and uh, Peter calling out the the physics on cap shield is great yeah they're, they're like acknowledging that they know that it's just wonky and ridiculous yeah <laughs> um yeah so many so many good moments uh, there. speaking of like that very similar scene i love someone called it out back when the movie came out it's like yo steve didn't know that spider-man had super strength so he was just ready to kill him by just dropping that hanger on him like he threw a shield to, to clap this big ass thing on him like he was just ready to kill the kid he didn't know that he had super strength and was ever and could carry that he was just he was ready to go ready to murder that kid <laughs> yeah imagine uh where things go in civil war if that happens right if he if, if, if he was just like swingy and sticky and didn't have super strength spider-man's dead <laughs> it's a problem <laughs> that's why he wasn't worthy the ready to ice Tony apparently only went one movie. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> um, I, so a little bit more serious note, I talked about collateral damage, right, with buildings and, and individuals, but it goes farther than that, just property. Now Rhodes is, is scarred for life with a, a mishap there that shouldn't have happened, and Vision loses focus, and Sam gets out of the way, and they, they take things too far. They cross the line, right? And we see that... Um, as he's he's kind of in in therapy afterwards, trying to in physical therapy, trying to walk. Uh, so that that made it very real at that point for me. That was almost my moment. Uh, that that's that like you you've got this big climax. That fight it lasts so long. It felt like it's like an hour of that whole that whole airport fight. There's there's ups and downs. There's pauses and there's you know it, it goes back and then all of a sudden they get away and you don't you know think it's going to continue and then something big like that happens. The first actual casualty of this fight, I wasn't expecting the first time I saw it. So that. That was heavy for sure. Yeah, intense stuff. Um, and Don Cheadle does a really good job with wearing that emotion. Uh, and that and that reaction by Tony when Sam walks up and just blasts him, like, get out of here, man. It's not, you know, not the time for it. Right. Yeah, for sure. And and then their moment when Tony's with him and, and he's trying to walk and he doesn't want to be helped up is a really intense moment. But then it, you know, it has the nice Stanley kind of cameo there that makes it light in a nice way. Tony you know, Stank. Tony Stank is born. Uh, we, we see the famed Raft Prison. So I I didn't really, again, I'm not a huge comics guy, but I knew about that. So to see that in, in the film was pretty cool as well. Yep. Um, so the a little bit of a theme throughout is that the Avengers think that the empire that's being referred to to, to be 
brought down is the USA, but it's not. The Empire is referring to the Avengers, and he's gonna kind of Zemo's gonna topple them from within. If I can get them to fight each other, I can get them to, you know, bring them down. Um, my my question here, so I I posed a similar question on the end, other end of the spectrum last week for Ant Man. Here I'll ask: Is Zemo the best villain not named Thanos in the MCU? I have yes. an answer. I'm not saying that he is or isn't, but JT, you said yes. Yes, hundred uh, percent. Especially, I'm gonna say it, including the series as well, because as we all kind of mentioned, it's improved this kind of stature within the MCU, uh, the series. Um, like I said, I mean, I kind of went pretty deep into who he was and what I thought about him. Um, I can't find another villain now that that hundred percent is like they're that much better than Zemo. I Arguably, I mean, going back to what you just said too, Joe, like, do they win if Zemo never did what he did against Thanos? So do you argue he's a better villain than Thanos in, in that sense, in, in terms of effect? I mean, obviously, Thanos snapped away half the universe is one thing, but um, does that even happen if not for Zemo, right? Right. Thanos so you argue without this. Put him below two. Uh, I mean... I want to argue one, but then you just think of the snap and then you can't really say anything about that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. I, got him, I got him too easily. So my another question to you guys is, is Loki a villain? Yep. He's the villain of, of the Avengers of the first movie. I mean, obviously he transformed. Like if you're in my eyes, if you're looking at comparing villains, I compare them film to film, right? So Loki was the villain of Avengers one. So yeah, that's that, that would be my rebuttal yeah. that Loki is still two for me behind, uh, behind Thanos. So that's exactly where I'm at. I have, I have Thanos, I have Loki, I have Zemo, which is saying a lot. Right? Yeah, like, it is man, saying a lot. Everybody loves Loki. He's getting his own series. Tom Hiddleston. What's not to like. Uh, Thanos is the guy, but Zemo's in the conversation for at least for me and JT. <laughs> yeah, I like, the, I like that elf guy from Thor: Dark World better. <laughs> just kidding, <laughs> just kidding. We don't talk, I don't, okay. just we don't talk about that. Team Malekith over here. Oh my god, you know his name. Yeah, <laughs> I referenced the match with uh, Stop! Stop it. We're talking you, way too I, much about Thor: The Dark World and the DCEU this week. John, way too much about both. You're the one who loves him so much, so back off. Good boy. Uh, when uh, <laughs> I mentioned this is my moment, but when Rogers uh, says yes to Tony that he knew about what happened with Bucky and Tony's ter- parents, I love Robert Downey Jr.'s reaction there. It's just a quick, he loses his breath and he's taken aback. Man, yeah. that's class A acting there. Really good. Yeah. So my, my question here, we've asked throughout the episode, at the end of the movie, after all that transpired, did your perspective change? Which team now, Iron Man or Captain America? I'm I'm a straight up fence sitter, man. There's no there's no answer. I mean, they're 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 both right. They're both doing something right, right? So like, mm-hmm. Captain America thinks that he's right because he wants to protect the people and do it his own way and not let governments interfere. But Tony, he he has seen that side. He he he's sold weapons and he knows the government. And he knows that he has to be trusted by the government to be legitimate. There's no there's no right answer to me at least. It's just you know it, it sucks. That's where we're at. I mean, you think about it in a real world. Where how would this happen if this group of I'll use the word they used vigilantes appears and they're doing great things? How does the, how do the governments of the world govern that? And do all of the people 
on that team of vigilantes agree with it? Well, who's right? Who's wrong? Uh, there's no right answer. It happens exactly like it would happen in Civil War, in my 100%. opinion. 100%. Yep. The, you know, these governments want to get in and get their, their piece of the pie, so to speak, to control things. And um, in, the beauty of Civil War is there's a lot of gray area. For sure. I think in that sense, and like, it almost kind of was like almost a little bit a little bit of a light bulb when we just kind of related to real government and how much, you know, the worlds can be shady. I kind of just leaned a little bit towards Cap on that side right there. Like, maybe I maybe I prefer the super people instead of the governments in that situation, but it's it's an impossible situation. So before I let uh, JT give his answer, because I don't want to lose my train of thought. Sorry, JT. Uh, I going into the movie, Iron Man. That's that's my guy. As the movie starts, and I see what the argument really is about, it's Cap for me. I don't want the government telling me when the Avengers can and can't fight. Are you kidding me? Cap brings the right point. Like, are they going to let us? Is it going to be too late? That's where my head's at, especially with all the disconnect and craziness we see in the world today. For me, get out. Let the Avengers do their thing. On the flip side, I see a series like The Boys on Amazon, and I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. This is what happens when <laughs> the Avengers lose. Right. Yeah. Um, but then yep. I get to the end battle, and emotions take over. And I put myself in Tony's shoes. And if that happened, and a guy that's supposed to be co- kind of co-leading this group, a, f- a friend, if you will, has that knowledge and doesn't talk about it and defends this guy so much that he causes a civil war, really? I'd kick his ass, or I'd, I'd at least try to. And in that moment, I flip right back to Tony Stark, and I, I had passionate conversations about this in the theater as the credits are rolling with the people I was with to, to me Tony Stark. to me you're asking two questions though like do are you do you support these guys uh opinion on the Scovia Accords and then also separate question do you support Tony kicking Cap's ass because of hiding that secret those aren't the same things right we're no longer no. talking we're, we're, how, how how does so you, you were you were team Cap because you want to, you want them to know the answer stuff like that. How does the fact that Tony's parents died and Cap knew about it go back to the government? How does how does that tie back to the Sokovia Accords and whether or not that's right? All I'm asking, I you're I think you're asking another set of questions. For me, in its simplest form, it's are you know let's say it's almost like uh, so Mass Effect fans will know this. You got the the meter for Paragon and Renegade. You you make a decision and it goes one way. You. you do something wrong, and then you go back to Renegade. Let's say you can only be one or the other throughout the movie. Uh, for me, that's where it gets to. I, th- I think you absolutely can say from an objective standpoint, yeah, it was really crappy what Cap did in right. not telling Tony that, but you can also be like, yeah, I also support Cap's standpoint on this. So I, I think you could definitely be both. I'm just saying in the moment, I was like, oh man, Tony, 100%. I was against you this whole movie. I kind of thought you were the villain. No more. Cap did a really, really bad thing. You go for it. So I, I agree with you there. I, I think the I think the the big question, like other than the the big question of Tony versus Cap, is the the question of all right. Do you support? Would you sign the Sokovia Accords? For me, that's the real question behind Civil War. Do you think the sure. Avengers should sign the Sokovia Accords? And I think that the do you think Iron Man should be mad at Cap is not part of that. So that's kind of where I have a disconnect there. But. I'm with you. I mean, I, I, I'm Team Tony. Once, once we we figure out that Cap knew about that and that that even happened in general. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely... the equivalent to Zemo oh. saying, I, "I see the the green in your your blue, right yeah. in, in his eyes." That mm-hmm. he, he sees the flood. Me, that's it personified. Uh, but JT, go ahead. Oh, you're, you're good. I, I I'm definitely on the boat of. I think I'm t- I'm Team Iron Man at the end of it. Um, as far as when it comes to the Soviet 
Kovia Accords. Now, I'm not really... I agree. If Thanos is coming, I'm not waiting for 26 uh, people to tell me I can go fight Thanos. I'm going to fight Thanos if I'm a superpower being, right? For me, it's more so just being held accountable for the things that we saw. The, the, the you know, the the kid dying or the people dying in Sokovia or people dying in New York city, you know, holding those heroes accountable, let, you know, whether they go help fix things after they fought. Right. Or, you know, you saw Tony was, what was the, um, in Spider-Man homecoming, the group that did clean up the, the organization yeah. that they cleaned up yeah, the vulture, that, I mean, his, his yep. guys. Yeah. Whatever, yeah, whatever. Garbage, the, right. Well, I'm talking about the, the, the group that came in to take over for the vulture. Uh, came oh, over, yeah, yeah. It was created by Tony. It was, it was owned by Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, so that concept, you know, that I would love some accountability like that. Right. But yeah. as far and when it goes to the whole cap hiding the secret and trying to protect Bucky over, uh, you know, over Iron Man, I'm totally for Tony there. Like if you if my parents died because of this guy that you're trying to protect, I mean, granted, if you had told me from day one or he had told Tony from day one, I mean, it doesn't get as bad. Right. Like, oh, Bucky right? was clearly mine you know, mind control and all that stuff and it'd be different. But um, yeah, two definitely two different conversations. I'm with John on that. For there sure. was a point of no return, right? Like Cap, for whatever reason, it, maybe it never comes up. Maybe they don't need to talk about it, but he does not tell Tony the fact that he knows that. And you can't just right. at some point in the middle of Civil War, the movie, tell him that, right? Like, you gotta make a choice. You're either not saying yeah. something because Cap's, Cap's not gonna lie. He's a noble right. guy from that standpoint. Some things right. are better left unsaid. He decides that's better left unsaid, and then you get to the end, and it reaches a boiling point. And to your Absolutely. point, too, JT, yeah, it's garbage, right? Like, Tony, or the Avengers, or the government, however you want to look at it, creates the mess and then gets to clean it up, and they put that guy essentially out of business? Like, they, it's crappy, but we, we see a lot of uh, more realistic examples of that as the mcu it, progresses which is kind it's of becoming more grounded as we see you know through, throughout the you know new series coming out and things like that i think that's the purpose of, of why they're bringing all these series to is give us the reality the real world look of uh and perspective i think even miss marvel coming out is going to give a real good perspective on that as well from a cultural perspective and things like that as well so it's going to be really cool yeah no, i agree um two last things here real quick the uh, the moment that uh, Tony and Cap kind of come together in that fight. And it, it's almost like that slow motion, almost a freeze frame that recreates the image from the comics uh, where Tony's uh, firing at Cap and Cap's got a shield and they come together. And then you see that like yellowish orange tint of the light. Yeah. Exactly. Dragon Ball Z nice. moment if I ever see one. <laughs> nice, nice work by the Russo brothers to capture that. Um, and then of course it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a Cap movie without it, but the classic, I could do this all day. Just a, a wonderful <laughs> throwback to that that first movie there when he wasn't a super soldier yet. So yeah, uh, we we had a lot of I had a lot of notes there. I think uh, I think I'm good now. Good. Uh, it's just so I mean, like everything we talk about. It's just it's all a high note, man. This movie is just a straight up roller coaster. There's nothing. There's not a lull for me. I, it's 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 damn close to perfect. Yeah, dude, I'm I you. And with that, I. I I'm really excited to see where we get to here because I, I actually think so in my head I've I've got where I think this is gonna go. It might be the most on the same page we've ever been, but we'll find out shortly. I don't know. We'll see. I don't want to get I out of so myself. Too. I think so too. Um so we'll mention again the show is brought to you by Fantastic, our wonderful uh, partners over at 26 Shirts. It's 26shirts.com. Every two weeks they release a new t-shirt uh branded uh for 
pop culture or Buffalo, which is where we are from. So uh, 26years.com proceeds of every sale go to a family or a charity or an individual in need. You can check them out. Uh, that is headed by our good friend, Del Reed. Again, one last time is 26shirts.com. Uh, do we want to get into the ranking? We ready? Any any other thoughts I'm missing? You tell me. Let's get some ready for it. Let's do this. All right, John. I'm gonna have you queue it up. Uh, first, we gotta address <sighs> the the snap from last week. And oh the, yeah. You, you bring us back to what happened. Tell us, uh, JT used the snap there, and and did did was he successful? Right, right. So if you're if you're new to the show, uh, all three of us get three gauntlet snaps, and those snaps give us the ability to try to change the list. So basically the way it works is that you have the list up here. If there's two films that are touching and you want them to swap, if you want the bottom one to be ahead of the other, you use a snap. What we do is we put a, a, a Twitter poll out there on uh, twitter.com at the underscore Geekiverse. And if the fans agree that your snap is successful and that bottom movie is better, then we fix the rankings, right? So last week, John, what did you snap away? What did you try to snap away, I should say? Uh, I tried to put Avengers Age of Ultron over the Avengers, thinking that people were smart. And, so it was, and John, we, we got it right this week, right? We had the correct rankings going in so yeah, that everything, everything's good. could have a legitimate shot at this. Yes, yes, yes. So we won't, we won't even get into that. We messed up the rankings once, but they're, they're legit mm-hmm. now. Uh, so John used a snap last week. He wanted to get Avengers Age of Ultron at number three above the Avengers to swap the three in the two spots. So he doesn't just use a snap and get that automatically. We put a poll out there. It's good for three days. The people did not agree. Avengers stays two. Avengers Age of Ultron stays three. We, John, we mentioned Del Reed. I, 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 um, no, hold on uh, real quick. I, I, Del Reed, you know, of course we love you here. Joel's talks amazing about you. We're going to get you on sabotage. the podcast here. Uh-oh. You Uh-oh. sabotage my poll. Uh, you can clip it. You can send it right to him. You said, listen, you jumped on it right away. You were anti Ultron and what was a 97 volts or something like that. 75% against me. This is no, Oh, I need to recount. I need to recount. So, so he sabotaged the poll by making people vote for it. Yes. He made multiple burner accounts. He's a very influential man. Yeah. He's a part oh. of the mafia, right? Ah, see what I mean. oh, there it is. Good job. Good job. I so, love it. So, so no sorry, change, everybody. no change in rankings this week. No, no successful snap, but an update on the snap count. Joe and I both have our three left. John, you're down to two, man. You're down to two. I'm saving mine for I something tried. special. There's something special. John, like, I mean, so we're, ha- we're past halfway. I mean, we'll see as we get into the nitty gritty here. If we sure. deviate, all it takes is a little deviation for you and I to start using these. I think, like, 100%. you know, I'm I'm surprised so far you haven't snapped um, Hulk above Dark World, but there's a lot left, so it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, I have to uh, get okay. to the point where that might be worth to burn a snap. Um, I will say though, if you're interested, after we after we're done with this, I've been keeping my own ranking too. I've been ranking these myself throughout this rewatch. I have my own sheet with my own rankings of specific to this rewatch without our voting. So I I would be curious to see where my rankings end up compared to spoilers. Pretty damn close. You'd be you'd be surprised to see how accurate mine is based on what we have here. So maybe at the end of this I'll show what I've got. But um here we are. Show me show me my show me yours. I'll show you this. Uh so I think it's interesting that uh 
like John used the correct verbiage there. Like it's almost correct, right? Because this is correct. This is as official as it gets. So right. the, the the geek versus ranking here. Let's get to it. I John, I'm gonna let you take the lead. Where do we start with Civil War? All right. Where do we start with Civil War? Let's have a little bit of fun. Let's. Uh, we're all Should very we high in this. The we're, top and go down? No, because it's not gonna go far. We're 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 all very high on this, obviously. Okay, let's start above Iron Man at number five. Can we all agree that this is better than Iron Man, Iron Man three, Ant Man, and Iron Man two? Right? Yes. We can agree it's better than the Iron Man trilogy and Ant Man that which broke them up. Okay, so above that now we've got Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron, The Avengers, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Who here would put Cap three above Cap two? I would. John would. Of course I would. Josiah would. Suck All right. at everybody who thinks The Winter Soldier is the best movie in the MCU. He, oh, what a big face. Right now? I mean, not the best. But yeah, I mean, it's fine to like it, but come on. I'm, I'm just saying we haven't had Infinity War and Endgame yet or uh, Homecoming, and Winter Soldier is already barely a top five movie. Exactly. A good, good list we got going on here. All right, who thinks this uh, Captain America Civil War should be ahead of Age of Ultron? Because I do. I certainly do. So, see, my reaction here, I almost accidentally snapped just to be like, yes, this is me. But then I realized, hey, we're talking about snaps. I shouldn't do that. So I'm going to yeah, raise yeah. my hand and say, yes. I, Thank I, you. Yes. you. Oh, you almost physically snapped. Almost I got actually, you. I got you. So the goal, the goal yeah. with my snap was to, like, I don't care if Avengers and Ultron went to 23 and 24, as long as sure. Ultron was 23. Yeah. I vote yes as well. Above okay. Ultron. <clears throat> got it. Your vote didn't count, luckily, but doesn't matter. (laughs) Who thinks that we should move Captain America Civil War above the Avengers? Because I sure do. I do as well. John does. Oh, I I just want Avengers to go down as much as possible. I'm I'm just every time. Every movie. All right. I don't care anymore. We'll get there. I'm salty. Joe, you said yes? Yes. Of course. My vote didn't count there, though, of course. It doesn't, but I'd love to know where we're all at because everybody's vote counts now. We're back into a new spot. So who thinks... Guys, I'm going to number one. Who number thinks one. John number says one. so? John, you think that Civil War goes above Guardians for the number and one I'm spot? I'm not going to get it out of you, Vic. Like, so it's totally up to Joe. Like, come on, Joe. I don't. Do, all right, hang on before John talks here. So, G, do the right thing. You get it to number one. Uh, I'm going to say. So I I think John is going to say that civil war is above guardians but oh gosh i'm gonna take some heat for this i i'm gonna leave it at number two and leave guardians first no no way john i hope joe was right about you please make the right decision because i'm using my snap (laughs) i don't want to use the second one captain america civil war at the current state of our so many good things about it reviewed is number one with a bullet baby there's not it's not even close i love guardians I love like, come on i love you number one with a I love bullet you too, Joe, but i love him more right uh, now. we're putting cap at number one it was oh, never you know it was, God, it's fine it's fine it's like last week <laughs> if we had lost that i say we lost like because john and i would never <laughs> yeah we were team Exactly. I'd be, You're I'd close, be fine right. if you said Ultron was above Avengers. So whatever way you do it, that's fine. I'm fine with Civil War being number one because I'm a huge advocate for that movie. 
So God, I was totally good. wrong on the vibes here. I thought Joe was gonna save no, me. See, John, I, I, yeah. I love you, man. John, John is really good with the poker face. He's good with the quick quips and, and catching you. I did not snap there, I'm by the way. Never, never playing poker with you. He's good with catching you <laughs> off guard with stuff. You just he's a he's a trap. You gotta That's what I'm here for. I but, uh I, I just I can't I love Guardians. It's so good, it's so refreshing. Captain America Civil War is the perfect MC movie, at least to, to this point. This is the movie that blew me away, and it's like Oh, this is this is the MCU firing on all cylinders. Everything yeah, is perfect. Yeah. The comedy is here. The action is here. The new characters, the surprises, the story. Like Civil War, for being the the thirteenth movie in the MCU, is perfect. Perfect. They they were just able to to totally wow us even more than they already did, and the the expectation was set with this movie going forward. That's I have was- no problem with that being number one. Uh, Guardians, whatever it is, uh, from my point of view, is that sweet spot. That is a movie I've watched so many freaking times. I'm not sure how much I said that I watched it when we recorded that episode of MCU Reviewed last summer, but it's a lot, like 30 plus times. For me, that's where it's at. You know what? That's fine. I'm happy with that being number two. Yeah, you can't argue. You're not, you're, you're not using a snap here. I mean, it's, it's apples no, and oranges I, at this I'm point. I'm not using a snap. I don't think I will have a case if I were to do that, and I don't care enough to have a case. Exactly. And that's, what about, that's all that matters. So we've got a new, we got a new list here. Uh, so for the audio listeners who are not seeing this list, I'll, I'll give you a quick rundown. Uh, our new number one is Captain America, Civil War. Number two, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number three, The Avengers. Number four, Avengers Age of Ultron. Number five, Captain America Winter Soldier, number six, Iron Man, number seven, Iron Man 3, number eight, Ant-Man, number nine, Iron Man 2, number 10, Captain America the First Avenger, number 11, Thor, number 12, Thor the Dark World, number 24, The Incredible Hulk. It's true. All of it. Yeah, guys, uh, good list there. That is the official. See, you can't argue with the official list. I it's, cannot argue with the official no, this list. Is it. War is the number one MCU movie right now. Not a conversation. It's here in print. This is where we're at. That's it. Such um, a good movie. I snap would be a, a, a poor choice on my part. And that's why. Just kidding. Not happening. <laughs> I, um, no chance. And, and next week, I don't know. You guys think we'll have uh, a new number one? I couldn't even fake it if I tried. Whoa. We'll get there. We'll the get there. Energy, the energy going to Dr. Strange. I don't like that. I don't like that, Josiah. Sir. Why do you be number one, guys? Come on. Come on. I haven't seen it in a while. That's great. If you, John, <laughs> guys, you know what? In a while, get it to number one. I don't even know what I'll do. I'm not going to make that bet because John. Will get I can't. It I can't prerequisitely say that it's uh, number one, but it's pretty rewatchable. Oh yeah, I couldn't it's tell you. I've seen it twice. I'm not it's, sure how many times I've seen it. I'm very excited. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for it. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Uh, <laughs> A controversial number number one movie. Just kidding. Yeah, oh yeah. Number one movie, Captain America <laughs> Civil War. We've got Guardian Second. Tell us it, the few of you out there, please. That the few of you that agree with me, just let me know you're there. I just need to know you exist. It's okay. Uh, but we want to hear your rankings again. Post your list, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, right on our uh, on our official rankings. Or if you're on youtube.com slash the Geekiverse, comment in the section below this video. We love to have these debates. We love to respond to the community there. It's good fun for all of us. It's it's a, a healthy discussion. Um, <laughs> except for when we were talking Iron Man 3. Oh, um, that, was, that was very healthy. I don't know about you, but... I felt great, but I mean, you know, Rashawn moved halfway across the, all the, <laughs> the way country. across the country because of it. So he sure did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
One last shout out. Uh, thanks again for to our sponsor, Fantastic. Uh, they are division of Twenty Six Shirts. Go to Twenty Six Shirts dot com. Be ready to spend some money, folks. You're you're gonna get some awesome merchandise like John has. If you're watching the video version of this, uh, John, you'll see what is awesome about it. But if you're listening on podcast form, John, can you give a quick description of what you're wearing there? I can. This is a fantastic special. This is uh, uh, an old school image of Captain America punching out. So if you remember from the uh, the first Captain America movie, there was a quick little montage of him running around doing those those stage shows before he was in the <laughs> in the infantry and he was visiting different places. And every time he did a punch, they did a different title screen showing what city he was in. And he went to Buffalo. So there's this awesome still of him punching and having Buffalo being across the screen. Uh, obviously, Obviously, us being from Buffalo, we like to see our city represented. So, uh, Dell and the folks at Twenty Six Shirts and Fantastic made this awesome shirt to celebrate that. If we were to ever like go crazy and do some sort of Twenty Six Shirts or Fantastic ranking, that's up there for me. That is for one of my sure. favorite shirts they've ever done. Uh, I've got it kind of like in a, a tank top form, so that's great yep. too. You can get it in tank top, you can get them in hoodies, uh, onesies in a lot of cases, which is awesome. So you know, go check it out. Uh, final closing thoughts here. Uh, any anything to tease for next week? You tell me. What is John next Fick. week? Oh, Doctor Strange, right? We just talked about it, man. I, I, like I'm at the point where it's like there's so many good movies coming up, and like they just I, I don't even know the order anymore. I couldn't even t- I couldn't even predict it. I'm with you there. I had it memorized for the longest time. Now I'm kind of like, what's next? There's just so many. No chance. JT, any any closing thoughts? Any preview for next? Uh, week? I'm just I'm excited for for Doctor Strange. I'm I'm a little curious to hear why the energy was very low, Joe. Uh, uh, I don't like that. We'll so get we'll there. See. We'll get there. Like I said, I've only seen the movie I think twice. Like fully watched the movie. I mean, maybe it's three times, but I, I saw it in theaters when it came out, and then I rewatched it. I re I rewatched the whole the whole MCU before Endgame came out. So. I've only, I think, seen it twice, so it's going to be fun to sit down with the with the lens of the entire MCU and the the Disney Plus shows and and, and see where I'm at with it. I Love definitely that. don't dis- dislike any MCU movie, even talking about Hulk and Dark World. Believe it or not, like there's stuff for me to find in all of them. And I'm not saying I feel that way about Doctor Strange, but I will say, um, Infinity War enhanced my feeling of Doctor Strange as we've seen throughout this MCU reviewed series. These these you know later performances kind of kind of pull up some of the other ones for me. So uh, we'll see where we get to on that. But ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Strange coming next week for MCU reviewed. Uh, you can find us at youtube.com slash the geekiverse. Of course, right at the geekiverse.com or any major podcast streaming stations. We really appreciate you going along for the ride. You guys uh, are in the geekiverse community are really a big portion of why we enjoy doing this. We enjoy the camaraderie, uh, the, the community and the, the good natured fun debates. So for John and JT, I'm Josiah. We will see you all next week. Have a wonderful night. Peace.